Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. What's going on, guys? It's your homeboy, T-Pain, a.k.a. your girlfriend's boyfriend. Have you had a chance to listen to the new podcast? Now, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and jump over to my new show, the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast with me, T-Pain. Every week, we're talking to the hottest guests from the worlds of music, entertainment, comedy, gaming, and so much more. And they're all stopping by to shoot the show. They hang out, they enjoy some custom drinks. Did you know every guest on my show has a drink named after them? This is the Mild Paralysis. Yeah. Oh, and the name of the drink is the Jabby Fizzle. Oh, yeah. you gonna make me cry. Yeah. We got a goddamn drink for you, and uh. it's called the Mother Butterscotch. No, you gotta say it like this Butterscotch. <laughs> On my show, we pretty much have some of the most interesting conversations you ever heard. We just kind of chill, you know what I'm saying? Listen and subscribe to the Never Boy Radio Podcast with new episodes every Thursday on Apple Music and wherever you get your podcasts at. Well, what do we talk about in this episode? We're going to talk a little bit about Spiker. Maybe Spiker making a comeback. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about uh, James Bond cars. Yeah, blow the <laughs> lid off that. Breaking news. First, there's Geico. Hey, Geico, do you own... Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. Welcome to CarCast Matter Pearl. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. Hello, how are you? Good. Uh, something for us to uh, look up. I see our rundown here. Lots of interesting stuff coming up uh, for us to talk about today. Um, one is the uh, Sean at the other shop just uh, informed me that there was some uh, 911, 935 Apple car that was yeah. uh, at some auction somewhere. This is the same one. This is the same one we've been talking about for a while that doesn't have the center locks and, you know, that we've seen this one around. But didn't that one sell? I don't know it was sold. It was It was listed in like... DuPont registry or something, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it actually sold or if it did, if it's being sold again. Mm-hmm. Well, it was some uh, auction that he had had not heard of, but uh, maybe of we, course can, it is. we can find it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know why this car, why the cars don't go to the right places. Like, well, uh, listen, I like uh, I like startups and smaller mm-hmm. companies and ma and pa and, and you know the little auctions and all that kind of stuff but 
if you'd like to find out what your car is worth, like literally the street value, then you're going to have to take it to Amelia Island. You're going to have to take it to Pebble Beach. Or you just put it on bring a trailer and you just kind of let the chips fall where they may. And I feel like a lot of people go, no, no, I'm going to put it on this little obscure auction site and see if I can sell it. And then it doesn't sell. And then you go take it to bring a trailer and they go, nah, it's no good there. Yeah. But it's like uh, there's a part of me that always thinks, well, maybe they don't want to know. Right. it, It kind of look, I think you probably several years ago, you could have said about bring a trailer. I was early money on this. I was like, uh, oh, it is the same car. I was early money. I was like, hey, man, if you got a Ferrari Daytona or a Goldwing, put on bring a trailer. Right. People know what a Goldwing is worth. It's, it, you know, it's not like, the you know, Goldwing goes for, you know, one, two, one, three, one, three, fifty, yeah. whatever. You think it's going to stall out at five eighty five? It, it's not gonna. I mean, it's it's going to be there. It's going. The, the audience knows now. Again, five years ago, you could have argued with me, and, and people did. But I was early. I was like, just put it there. They right. know what it's worth. People will find it. And uh, if somebody thinks they can get themselves a, a gold wing for one two and not have to pay the vig, then they'll do it. Right. Yeah. And and and. Um, ostensibly that's the way it's worked out now there's a couple of oddball cars race cars and one-offs and things like that where you go well no one really knows what well we don't really know that that is true but we will find out if you put it on bring a trailer right and and in those cases and in this case of this apple 935 car you want to take it to the place with the most eyeballs this isn't really the time to go with you know with the startup i I agree i'm a fan of that as well i dig it but this car is just kind of weird enough like don't you want to get the most amount of attention possible well the reality is is i think you're better off taking a daytona or the aforementioned Goldwing to a startup because we know exactly what those cars are or worth right yeah that's that's what i'm saying i agree with you on that for sure so it's at 40 grand with 40 grand with with uh, 24 hours to go and uh i you know the reserve on this car's got to be 350 400 or something i mean they were trying to ask i somewhere in the 400 range for it before i i don't Again, I don't know if it was sold already and or if it's never been sold and this is the first time. But, yeah, I mean, on one level, like we're looking at the car going, hey, maybe this could be a bargain. But not if there's a reserve and it doesn't get anywhere near the reserve. All right. it does is – look, the the reality is is let's say that thing hits 125. It doesn't hit the reserve. And if it was something that somebody wanted, well, now you call over and go – all right, the market says it's one twenty five. Right. You know, you wanted three hundred. You know, I've got one thirty five, you know, or whatever. Like right. where where are we? What do you want to do? Yeah. So uh anyway, we wish it luck. I don't know what the I can't remember what the motor is on that car. Oh, I mean it it's, said, but I don't remember it's um, a turbo and everything. I yeah. just don't know if it's a full nine thirty five. I don't I don't think it motor. is motor. If it's a nine thirty five motor, it's got a three point eight, it's got Carrillo rods. Um it's got um, I, 
Yeah, it's, it's going to make. It, I'm I'm trying to think of what I'd have to see a picture of the motor. They say 700 horsepower, but transmission is a late model, like 996. It's probably. Uh, well, it's definitely got a turbo on it. If it's yeah, uh, but it's probably a, a later model motor. I mean, the 935 motor. I, I, it's just so expensive that yeah. A real I mean, 935 motor. The, all the real 935 parts. Like we've, you know, you've been down this road just looking at things like half shafts and things like that. Like these aren't, you know, these aren't $3,000 pieces. They're, they're you know, $35,000, $40,000 pieces. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you though, the car looks great in the Apple livery. The There's car no, looks no great in the Apple it. livery and it's it's a running, working car. And, and that car, because, I don't know, because it's largely based off of like a late model shell and everything. I just for fun, you could probably just drive it down the street <laughs> if the lights work, right? I mean, it's probably got a VIN number. All right, so uh, <laughs> Spiker may be making a comeback. So I, I thought this was kind of interesting because I was early money on Spiker too. Uh, and we've had a couple of conversations about Spiker in the past, you know, uh, so many episodes or whatever, and it, it's tough to kind of follow along the ups and downs here, but. Uh, you know the spiker that that we were familiar with back in the day. Uh, it, it maybe it was late nineties, early early two thousands, early two thousands. The company went out of business, and then some investors came back, and that didn't work. And then these other investors came back. I want to say around twenty twenty. Um, uh, two guys from Russia, I believe, a banker and a racing team owner. Uh, and w- without a lot of details, apparently these guys tried to salvage it in 2020. Didn't really happen. Uh, they've been talking about it and coming up with a plan. And it sounds like they have a plan. Now, I would say, look, just – just acquiring the assets and having an intention to build this car again is not enough. If we've learned anything, especially from all these startup companies, it's incredibly expensive and incredibly complex to build cars. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're saying is we're not reinventing the wheel. We're going back to the same sources, production line, everything to do what we were doing before with the intention of building initially – the last spiker, that new one, uh, the aileron or something like that, that was already done. So there, and then they say, you know, there was designs and stuff for like a, a spiker SUV from years back. Mm-hmm. I think they built one, and I think they might have built one. And they're saying we're going to do that. So starting from a clean sheet of paper, very expensive and time consuming. And I think their intention is to do Audi engines again. I was about to ask. So a couple things. I wonder. Excuse me, if the resurgence of the old spiker popping up and getting three hundred grand, three hundred fifty grand is is renewed some interest in some people. I would say it has to. I've always thought they're beautiful. But the other thing is is as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about spiker and I'm right before you said that, I was thinking about the Audi power power plant, which isn't nice, but I still feel like People don't want to buy themselves a bespoke car and then pop the hood and see the engine that's in the Audi station wagon in there. Not that it's not a nice lump. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, 
and then I started thinking about um, other car companies who started with a like a standard lump and sort of made their way. Not the guys who make the nine eleven. Not the I want to say I got Spiker in my head now, but I mean you were uh, thinking Singer, Singer, yeah. right? Singer and Spiker were yeah, yeah, in yeah. my head. Uh, you know, Singer evolved into their own power plant and. I mean, they always had, you know, it was based on a 9-11 yeah, right. architecture and everything. But now it's like their own Yeah, they've engine, done so many you know? things to it over the, over the years that now they, you're right, they have their own kind of engine. That we saw. Right. And I think people like that. I don't think people want to buy a really expensive singer and see just a kind of standard power plant in there that might come in a stock Porsche. And I, I feel like at some point when you're doing your bespoke you know, low production, whatever. We just don't want to pop it and see that Audi emblem back there. Yeah. You know, and at I, some point you're going to have to evolve into your own power plant. Yeah. Even if it's a dressed up version of the Audi that has your own plenum yeah, yeah. on top well, and castings and stuff. I mean, there's been so many crossover, you know, examples of that, you know, Lotus using Toyota engines and, uh, Aston Martin using AMG V8s and then their own V12. Uh, it, on here's an interesting example: Pagani has his V12. It's made by AMG, but I don't believe that engine is available in anything else. Well, I would kind of argue that AMG feels kind of right bespoke. That kind of makes it more special. Yeah, you see, yeah. when when they got the um, Lotus Evora. And it's got the uh, V6 in it from the Toyota. And it's like, ah, oh, it's the one they have in the minivan. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it just feels a little, uh, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it has an L, it doesn't feel like a conversation you'd want to have. Yeah. Except for the guy who's like, it's the only thing on that car that won't break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a well-balanced car and stuff, but we remember when yeah. they came out. And it's, it's fun. It's little, fun to drive. A little yeah. expensive, and it's, yeah. it's powered by a Toyota V6, which is, again, it's, it's, not, it's probably not the same engine that's in a minivan, but it's, it's a close cousin of that. Right. And you can tune it, and you can change the cam cover to say Lotus on it or whatever. But I don't know. With Spiker... <sighs> With Spiker, you're kind of like, what if the company goes out of business again? You know, or you know, it is a, a kind of a limited car. It's going to be pretty special. Maybe there's a little bit of confidence knowing that the engine is serviceable. There are some people familiar mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, you know, not to mention we have we have such a such an incredible catalog of crate engines available to us now, you know, mm-hmm. just from Ford and GM and now, you know, being things like... Got a coyote in that bad boy. <laughs> I mean, it would work and you can do any power you want if you think about... Yeah. You know, We're looking at the new spy. I mean, it is a good-looking car. Yeah, this is a cool-looking car. But, I, you know, having the Audi power plant makes it a little bit exotic, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's better than a GM crate motor. And it's better than the Toyota Avora, right? You know, the motor. Uh, it's it's good. It's 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 fine. No, all I'm saying is is in success. If you keep moving along, you're going to have to go the 
you're going to have to evolve into your own power yeah, plant. Yeah. That's all. Is there a power plant that you think would benefit the car? Because we're talking about an example would be, hey, getting a car with Recaro seats or Brembo brakes was like it was cool to have that. Mm-hmm. And now we can get that in a Focus RS. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that makes the Focus RS cool because now you're saying, oh, you get this badass engine in here, right? Mm-hmm. If this had an engine, I don't know, uh, you know, had the Lamborghini ten cylinder, or you know, uh, speaking of Audi engines, we're talking about, yeah, you can get the same engine in your, you know, in your A five or something. But what if it had the V ten from the R eight? Yeah, that would be. Nice. Uh, even the aforementioned AMG would be yeah. would be a nice power plant. So I don't know what the version. power plant is for this, this thing, Chris. Is this a Chris. V8? Uh, it's a V8. Yeah, they may not have the room for V10. I believe it's the 4.2 liter <laughs> V8. Uh, Audi sourced V8. Yeah, they 4.2. might end up doing a, the V6 because now Audi has some high power V6s, which are probably more available and Turbo? more reliable. Yeah. Yeah, I could... Um, I could do a V6 in there if it was twin turbo, you know, sort of like the Ford GT. But back in the, you know, or back your, in the day, your yeah. Jag 220. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in like 2009, when Spiker was planning new cars, I think even the SUV, the thought was the Audi V12, which I don't even think they have a V12 anymore. But mm-hmm. at the time, they were like, that would make it cool, right? Mm-hmm. And have the big V12 in there. But I don't know, like we. As the motors have gone smaller, right? Any any crazy supercar that had a V twelve is getting eights, and anything that had eights is getting sixes, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fastest Porsche Caymans and the Lamborghini Urus; those are turbo V eight engines, right? You'd expect mm-hmm. big twelves or twin turbo twelves in there, mm-hmm. you know. But now they're they're eights, and you know the M's and the S's of the world were, you know which were normally eights, you know, now they're getting to sixes. They were sixes, they were eights, and now they're back to sixes. And, you know, so I don't know that the, the V12 in that vehicle would be a huge selling point or just a potential maintenance nightmare going, eh, there's a lot more stuff going on with 12 cylinders than with eight or six. You know, it's a mid-engine architecture. I don't know how much room they have. Back there, and so V12 yeah. may be off the table. But 12, I think they were thinking for the SUV. Oh, oh, sorry. You know. Are they going to – did they ever – Chris, did they ever do an SUV? I swear I've seen a Spiker SUV. I, maybe if, at a – sh- memory a, serves. Yeah, maybe at an event or a car show or something. I'm certainly thinking – I don't know if it was just renderings, but they showed it. They yeah. showed it someplace. So I don't know if they built one or if they – I don't – Think it ever went into production? Okay. So if you're thinking there's like ten of them out there, I don't know if there. No, is. I've never did, never had, seen one. They did something called the Spiker D8. Uh, it was a midsize luxury crossover SUV. We'll put up a picture of it. Yeah, the D8 I think is what they thought could had could have the 12 cylinder or an optional Audi 12 cylinder at the time, right? Yeah, I, I seem to remember seeing it at a car show or pictures, or maybe we saw it at Pebble Beach. Maybe it was out on the yeah, something not like out that. on the lawn, but at the in the rotunda up there. Right, there's a little area as you enter Pebble Beach 
where they display all the sort of one-off new cars or whatever, and that's probably where it would have mm-hmm. would have popped up. But anyway, good. I like Spiker, and, and, uh, and look, I, there's always room at the party for something cool and new. And to your point, both these investors that are bankrolling these things, they both own Spikers, and they're like, we – we love this car. It's gone up in value, obviously. They're like, we love the mechanic bits, and we love what was going on with the styling. And yeah. they're, like, they're like, why, they're well, like, look, why can't we the, bring this? The, the moral of the story for anybody when it comes to the market, like if they're looking for something, an investment vehicle, and I don't mean you know necessarily just park it and forget it, but I just mean like you can drive it, you can have fun with it, but you just sort of look at it. As I always say, like the the moral of the story is is it's a two way street. If you look at a car, like you look at those spikers, like I I did ten years ago, and they were I don't know you could get them for one hundred and fifteen grand or something, and I was like, this is a lot of car. Look at that interior. I mean, it just to, just to do this interior seems like eighty grand. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like this a lot of uh, aluminum and a lot of polished stainless and a lot, a lot of, of diamond stitching, diamond everywhere, <laughs> yeah. headliner, diamond, diamond, everything, diamond. You know, and I was like, eh, seems like a lot of car for you know a hundred, hundred grand, hundred twenty right. grand. It's like a lot of car. If that's your take, uh, at some point the market catches up, and then. The other side of the street is when stuff gets hot and trendy and people are paying a lot for something that doesn't look like that much. And you go, it doesn't look like a lot mm-hmm. of car for that much money. Uh, that'll even out, too. So right. you, you kind of, you know, on the, on the lower end, it's like the 928s are that way now. Like I, I'd been looking at those things for years going, that's a lot of car for $24,000. Yeah. Like it, they were cheap. They were 18 grand. They were well under 30. Look, like that's a lot of car for that money. Uh, so if you ever have that sort of impulse, like that's a lot of car for that money, uh, follow it. Yeah. The market will usually come around. Right. Well, <laughs> the uh, the flip side of that coin is – Barrett Jackson is coming up soon. I'm excited to go because we've been doing so much news about EVs that I, I said on <laughs> the show with, with Goldberg as well. It's like, I'm, I'm excited to go back to an event that's got gas engine cars everywhere. <laughs> right. And uh, one of the cars that they have there is uh, Grand National, right? Mm-hmm. Not really a lot of car. <laughs> uh, but this is where the story comes into play. Uh Somebody ordered the very last Grand National ever. Ordered it from the from the factory, uh, and at one point they were like, "Oh, it's going to end up in a museum." He's like, "No, I want it." This guy and his wife ordered the car. They went there when it was being built, nineteen eighty eight or yeah, something. Yeah, and this is this is what changes the story because they went there and the factory kind of welcomed them and put on a party for them and they saw the car come down the assembly line and builders and stuff were signing it and the executives and congratulations and now it made it into a unique car because it's got all of this stuff on it right right Just the last grand national photograph documented this couple got the car brought it home i think to florida he built an addition for the house to put the car in it on display Fast forward to now, it's got 30 miles on it. Wow. 
And they're expecting north of $500,000. Really? Yeah, and it's not a GNX. The GNX is the rare, a little bit more horsepower. This is the regular mm-hmm. Grand National. Mm-hmm. But just a really well-documented last one ever, 30 miles on it. Didn't enjoy it much, <laughs> at least behind the wheel. There's but, a uh, couple. Um, is a Kissimmee or something coming up? There's a couple auctions that are coming up that, with some yeah. pretty good cars yeah. in there. I don't know if Chris can look it up. There's also... Yeah, it's coming up about... <clears throat> Oh, uh, January 6th through 16th. Yeah. I, I saw gull wings coming up. I think Barrett has a gull wing and, some, and somebody else has a gull wing, and, which is interesting because we talk about how they've sort of leveled and stayed, and it's like you know what it's going to cost. But the collector car market is still so hot right now. I wonder if you do have a gull wing, is now the time to try to move it? I mean – do you do you make a hundred grand? Do you make three hundred grand? Do you think they're going to jump to the one five mark, or you think the, they're going to stay where they uh, stay? I I, th- I think because of the economy, they're just going to keep going up. Um, there's a there's a racing Corvette that's got a ton of miles on it. Or uh, Meekum. Kind of, yeah. <clears throat> Meekum. Sorry. There's a there's a Shelby three fifty R. That has a very high. Uh, it's a prototype. It's got a very high reserve. I think it's like th- uh, estimates like three five to four. Or something. Oh, three, three seven to four. Wow, three seven to four. That's that's a lot for an R. But I guess it's the prototype. Uh, always said that's a lot of car. They made a few of them. That's a that's a good investment. I've been talking about those cars for a long time. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's that it's the only one, or it's a, that it's the first one. Uh, but they're starting to get some big cars over yeah. there, Meekum. Yeah, and I think I think the new world order is. Um, look, everyone's got a computer. Everyone's got a phone. Uh, if you're in the market for uh, a Gullwing or in the market for a Ferrari F40 or whatever it is, uh, you'll find. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, scroll down to that <clears throat> Gullwing uh, that was on the right side of the page. There was the Roadster, and then a little further down. Just see what the reserve is on that one. One seven to two. Whoa! Now sometimes there's things yeah, like there's, it's what, got the steel <laughs> wheels on yeah, it yeah. or whatever. It's aluminum bodied one or something, uh, and you can see if there's something special about that car. But uh, that's that's a pop. That's a big. That's pop. a big jump. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless again, in, unless it's the aluminum bodied or the something something you know where they made a much fewer number of those uh, vehicles. But uh, that's still you don't you're not used to seeing gull wings that are one seven to two. You don't see the two often, right? But every gull wing that ends up at auction says one five and goes for one one fifty one two. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's not as bad as the Daytona, which says you know seven to nine and it stalls out at five thirty five, which <laughs> right. it does every time. But yeah. um, but it it I think I think the the gold wings are popping. Although I, there's a gold wing at every auction every it day, like which is really always is. weird. They found um, <clears throat> Chris. I there's a story that somebody tweeted me, which is they found the uh, James Bond DB5, like the original one that was stolen. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear that yet. Somebody just tweeted me that it's. Uh, they think it's worth 25 million bucks. Uh, it was on. It was one of the original cars. I don't. If, I don't know if they had a backup car or the hero car, whatever it was. But it was the original DB5 Bond uh, 
Uh, and I know one sold at auction a couple of years ago for mm. uh, 18 million bucks or 14 million bucks or something, something pretty damn expensive. I think that was a recent one, but, um, they found it and I think they found it in Dubai. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I, I've said this many times where they're like, where is, uh, James Dean's 550 spider? Yeah. I'm like, check Dubai. <laughs> it, it's not in Florida. It, it, it's somewhere right. in some bunker somewhere where they have some money. It's not here. It's not in Canada. It, it's right. It's, we it's, would, in, we it's in the Middle East. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, it was missing for a quarter of a century. It was uh, he famously used it in Goldfinger and Thunderball, Thunderball, and then mysteriously vanished from a secure hangar at Florida's airport in Boca Raton back in the late nineties. And then um, it was found by Art Recovery International, which specializes in locating lost or stolen luxury items. And they found it in a, quote, private setting in the Middle East, but didn't give an exact location. Uh, Confirmed to be the vehicle with the original chassis number and not one of the two replicas built for publicity or the action example used for long shots. Ah, so there was another one used for long shots. But then what was the one that sold at auction? So auction was 2019. Yeah. Uh, 6.4 million. Oh, 6.4. So it was much lower than I thought. But what was that one then? If it wasn't, if they built a, they built another one for an, another, another Bond movie, Wait, I guess. This one we saw. Yeah. This one we saw it was. Was this the car or was this like a like a tribute car? Oh, yeah. oh, this is a tribute. This is this is uh, like a, a tribute car. Yeah, this was because we looked no, at it. No, not like, a well, sorry, not a tribute car. Okay. There's this thing going on where Jaguar gets a cup builds six lightweight XKR whatever, whatever original back at the factory things, right? Mm-hmm. And Aston Martin. So there's a so the 935 uh, Apple car, that's a tribute car built in Florida by a dude, right? Yeah. But there's this new thing going on where these heritage legacy companies are building their own, getting out the old wooden bucks yeah. and building them back to how they were. So it's a new version of an old car. Right, yeah. Jag did this. The XKSS, they did a handful of those. Yeah, they did the lightweight, whatever. They did like six of them or something. Yeah. And now, if you could get one of those, it was a million bucks. But mm-hmm. I think one sold recently for one three or something. I, I think so. It's a valuable car. It's not the car, right? It's a it's version a, it's a continuation of the- car. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's, it's built by the factory. Right. And it, they, you know, cause there's always a story, like with the XKS, is like, wow, these are the, you know, these are the four missing VIN numbers that we never got to right, produce, right, and we're right. going to use those. Yeah, they do, they do the best they can to create the veneer of authenticity, and it's not bullshit. It's like we had, there was a fire in the factory. Yeah. We never built the last six cars. <laughs> We're going to continue the VIN number for the last six cars. Mm-hmm. That, that's how they do it. We have the original box and whatever that thing is. Uh, you know, the son of the guy who did the interior is going to do this interior. You know, it's a lot <laughs> of sort of tenuous connections to, yeah. the, to the past. Yeah. But th- they build a beautiful vehicle and it's worth a lot. 
I kind of like them as well because it, it has a little bit more than just it, – it has a lot more than a, you know a tribute car or a clone car. And it actually has something a little special because now it has a fully documented story, right? And the build quality of it is usually better than the old restored cars. I mean, you're like, this is a really nice car. (laughs) Yeah, I'm curious. One of those did sell recently, one of those continuation Jags. The the Jags? It was was the lightweight XK whatever that sold. We can try to find that. You have the DB5 history. Yeah, so so after the movie, it was sold to a collector, and the guy uh, they took out all the like the spy features and gadgets, and then eventually sold. Uh, after that, it was sold to another guy who put the back the the gadgets back in. Uh, he bought it at Sotheby's New York in '86 for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, and would take it around to various car shows and Bond events. And then that's he's the one that it was stolen from him in '97. And uh, the insurance company paid out a reported four point two million in ninety seven. Yeah, it's a nice tidy profit from two fifty to four yeah. point whatever. And, well, so um, it, it, yeah, paid four point two million and offered a hundred thousand dollars as a reward for information on the location. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Art in- Recovery International is giving the current possessor an opportunity to come forward voluntarily first <clears throat> before they take further action. Uh, they have it at. Twenty-four point two million, or yeah, something it's like that. Yeah, estimated to be worth around twenty-five million dollars right now. Well, first of all, that's the best move ever. Go now that we've been hired and we find cars, cough up the car, or we will find it and suffer the consequences. But they're going. It's going to cost us two million dollars to find the car. So mm-hmm. first, let's just put the press release down <clears> that goes. You can walk away clean if you give up the car. We might even give you a hundred grand for for holding on to the stolen car and giving it up. Or now we've got to go to work. Now, who owns the car if the insurance paid out? Yeah, I I think it's a little confusing because is I don't know if that was the same. You're saying it's the same car? Oh, that was stolen. Yeah, I don't. Then the insurance company owns it. Yeah, unless they. If this company bought it from the insurance company, do you well, buy? <clears throat> the, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know a ton about this field, and there's things that I could be coached up on. But you own a car, the car gets stolen, and the insurance company settles with you to the tune of four million, four point two million bucks, or yeah. whatever it is. Uh, they they have the they title own, on that they car, own right? The they, car. they should own well, the car. Well, they they own it just like if your car's totaled, they they would own it, yeah. I guess. So now they paid you what the current street value of the car was. Right. Now so they own it. So then the question is is when they find the car, who gets the car? And I would say the insurance company gets the car. Now there's probably some provision where you could buy the car back from the you have first right of refusal or whatever it is. But it ain't four point two million ain't bucks in it. Million. No, I mean, look, if they think it's worth twenty four million, twenty five million bucks. Obviously, they have no idea what the condition is. They're just doing the math on this thing. But the uh, one that was six seven was a continuation that was never in a Bond movie. Right. Is that what you're saying? I, I believe it. 
It was. It wasn't. It was some sort of recreation. I don't know how much the factory was involved on that one, but it was just well, done. Well, it, it can't just be a recreation done by George Barris or something. <laughs> right, it, right. It's not six point seven million bucks. It has to be the factory certified, whatever. Yeah. But then the question still vexing me, Maxipata. Well, actually, I'd so, like to know about the DB5 that sold for six seven. If it's if it's Haggerty, is Haggerty going? Yeah, that's why we hired this company. Maybe Haggerty's the one, or whatever, or Grundy is the one going. Hey, we paid four point two million back in ninety seven. These things are crazy. Let's hire this company to go find the car for us because mm-hmm. it's technically <clears throat> our car. Mm-hmm. And then you know. We'll see. We'll see the condition. Maybe we want to restore it. Maybe we're going to bring it to auction. Maybe we paid four point two. Maybe we're going to make twenty million. Well, when you're four point two out of pocket, and it, it would it behoove you to spend several hundred thousand dollars to try to get that thing back, and also yeah. knowing what the street value is at twenty five million bucks. Yeah, that's and then uh, what, pennies on the dollar. Million dollar restoration, but if you maybe. find it. The million-dollar restoration is free money. Well, we don't know. I mean, maybe it was <laughs> in great shape, yeah, and the yeah. guy parked it in a temperature-controlled bunker somewhere. Yeah, in Dubai. In Dubai. In Dubai. <laughs> yeah, so in 2019, the DB5 sold for $6.4 million. And what was the story on that? Uh, so the uh, Arm Sotheby's initially estimated that the car, one of only three surviving examples, would fetch 4 to $6 million. Uh Outfit with all the spy stuff all working. Um, so it was an original so example. It was a movie car, obviously not the hero car. It was used for something. And then when we saw it, it was kind of a hero car, right? Did it so say somebody what, finished it. Yeah, say what movie it was in? It's saying Goldfinger, but I'm not seeing. Yeah, it says this particular vehicle is one of two built for 65 for a U.S. tour to promote Thunderball. Oh, oh to promote. Oh, I see. Yeah. Those are always different. But so it was built money. by the factory to promote the movie. Yeah. Yes. So right. the, uh, a 64 DB5 actually used in the filming of Goldfinger uh, sold for $4.6 million in 2010. Yeah. It's a good – Yeah. That would have been a good this, investment. And then this – Kind of hybrid promotional car one for six four, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, the yeah. guy who bought the one in twenty ten did well. Yeah, now he's twenty five million bucks <laughs> for that car. All right, so well, he is now. This, this other see car if we can out. find that uh, that uh, Jag. There was a Jag XK. Yeah, we see an XKSS continuation. Let me see uh, that car. Yes. No, not that car. I'm okay. thinking of the okay, XK Lightweight. Okay, but what, what, what Lightweight. did this car go for? This car sold? Do we know what this? Yeah, uh, one, 1. 1.9 or just under 2. I think it was $2 million new. I, I could be wrong. I don't think it was $1 million, Look but... for an XK uh, Lightweight continuation Jag. That's what I'm saying. Not the XKSS, but the XK Lightweight Coupe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They can, they did a dock on it. They continue. They did a continuation on that car, too. This would be a 60s car, Chris. And um, and and they one recently came up and I can't remember where it where it came up it was one of the auctions. Yeah, I don't remember. And I think those sold for about a million bucks and 
I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of X. It's not an XJ. I think it's an XK lightweight is all I can, um, it was, uh, of the race car. We've seen them over at Goodwood for sure. Yeah. And those things tore up the track. Is there any luck with that, Chris? I'm maybe XKE. Does that XKE mean? lightweight oh, yeah, continuation. Yeah. XKE lightweight continuation factory. You know, Jag yeah, yeah. factory continuation. Let's see if anything pops up on that. All right. Uh, Brea Improv, February 6th, up there with Bill Shatner, everybody. Yeah. And then love uh, him. Dennis Quaid as yeah. well. Two I guys like Dennis really Quaid love. as well. He's good. Love Shatner, love, love Quaid. You can get them both to sing for you. <coughs> they both sing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Quaid, Quaid's kind of more like super into it. Quaid's a really good musician. Yeah, yeah We've he seen is. him perform. And he's kind of he's like a country singer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's you very can, Americana. Very Americana. Love that guy. And you can uh, <laughs> check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash amcurl. Got all the stand-up there. It's all free. And uh, you can go to dailywire.com slash amcurl. Sign up for your membership and check out me and Leno and Riggle doing our Truth Yeller special. What do you got? Uh, you know, just follow me at Motorator on social media, and uh, we'll just keep you posted on things there. Any luck, Max Pana? Uh, every time I, I look for any continuation XK, it takes me to a Jaguar E-Type lightweight continuation. Does that sound? I've been saying lightweight. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but, but you, said ra- been, you said ra- – yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But well, not, not in race trim. You said no. – ra- yeah, yeah, it is. It's the lightweight. Haven't I been saying lightweight? You haven't I said know, lightweight, but, but the the XK was confusing me because you were. Oh, you were it's going it's an E type. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's an E type. It's not an XK. So one point seven. Yeah. Did it go? Is that what it sold yeah, for? Yeah, sold for one point seven. Oh, okay. So sorry. Uh, it's it's a, it's a Jag E type. I don't know why it's not an XK, but it's a E type lightweight continuation. There you right. go. And uh, one for one seven. When did it go for one seven? October. Oh, so it just went for uh, for one seven. But yeah. I, I don't recall what they were made for. About Wait, October twenty twenty. Okay, so it's yeah. been it's been a yeah. What year is it? Okay, so <laughs> they. I think there were you could buy them for a million bucks, yeah. but you'd have to get your name in, right? And uh, you know now they're one twenty. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. uh, sorry one one one, one, one seven. seven, and they're they're cool pieces, and they'll just keep going up. Now, if you have an original one, it's worth thirteen million bucks or something like that. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Motorator? That's it. We're done. So until next time, Adam Crow from Matt, Motorator DeAndre saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? 
Bundle your policies at GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at GEICO. That is GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.